following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. To another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have. And returning from the Toonami Show Rundown. Scion. Can't stand it, dude. I'm the real intruder here. No, the the real intruder is gonna be the random noises that are happening around my living quarters right now. <laughs> Why do you always have to be so full of my living quarters? Just say your house, man. My house. My house. house. It's getting worked on. Like two times. More power. Tim Allen's new show. Well, it's not that new anymore. It's been it's been around for a couple of seasons. But I don't know, man. I might have been drinking, so I might have last man standing. It's a good show. (laughs) I'm gonna have to check it out now. Oh yeah, It's, it's very entertaining. No Wilson, no buys. Wilson was like the best part of that show, and Al, and Al, man, you can't have Tim Allen and Co. without a guy in a flannel. It's yeah. just not right. Where's your Richard Carn? What has Richard Carn been up to lately? He was like, did, did he was the host family of Family Feud, Feud for a while? Yeah, yeah, and, that, yeah. Uh, and then it was Louis Anderson, and now it's Steve Harvey. Who's your favorite Family Feud host? I actually do like Steve Harvey sometimes, man. Steve's, Steve's really good. Some of the stuff he'd be saying, man. I was like, I would love to see Wayne Brady on there for real. <laughs> oh man, well, Wayne Brady's got his own, uh, he's got yeah. his own daytime show. game show. Yeah, or, I don't, I don't even know. I've caught it a couple of times. I don't even know what it's called. I think it's Let's Make a Deal. Yeah. Oh right, right. It's Let's Make a Deal. And isn't that like a remake of? Yeah, it's a remake of the old one. Ah. All I know is whenever I watch it, people are always dressed up in crazy outfits. Exactly, dude. We need to go in there, man. We can do it as a swim. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Hey, dude, just put up the adult swim sign. Like, watch Toonami! <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. And of course, Jason's like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> Why? Free advertising. Like, Why you complain? <laughs> Let us advertise your stuff for you. That's kind of the whole point of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. This is not the uh, daytime game show podcast. No, no, no. This is or the game show network podcast. This is the Tsunami Faithful podcast, and uh, we got Tsunami stuff to talk about as we once again have a special Tsunami event on our hands. Intruder three. Oh, damn, man. I thought we was going to talk about the hentai power hour that was coming. Later. Is that a thing okay. now? It's going to be. Oh, man. Get ready. Yeah. Oh, here we go as we recap all two minutes of the first episode of Intruder 3.
Tom decides that it's a nice enough day on Shogo 162, which is apparently a very rare occasion, that he should go ahead and go outside. And that was your first mistake, Tom. Never go outside. Never. He gets into a little argument with Sarah as she's trying to tell him her report on the planets, you know, all the minerals and such. And just when Tom thinks it's safe to go outside... A storm's a brewing, but it disappears almost immediately, and Sarah's not sure what's going on because she lost track of whatever was on the sensors. And then, lo and behold, Tom is confronted by a worm-like creature. And Father, the sleeper has awakened. If he doesn't say that at some point, I I'll be disappointed. I mean, obviously, uh, you he'd probably say Sarah. Well, you know, the spice must flow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's clearly the uh, folks writing this were uh, in a Dune slash Tremors mood. Oh, yeah. That's because Tom is actually the true quiz of that cataract. <laughs> I don't know if this has nothing to do with any past intruder. I feel like they got lazy with the naming. Well, I mean, I guess it's an intruder, kind of. Huh. Yeah, but... Wouldn't the like virus in trapped in hyperspace also be an intruder? Like, oh, Thomas Swayzak. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> there are different classifications of intruder. Uh, I suppose maybe this could be intruder B. Oh, I see. only if it's physical is it an intruder. Otherwise, it's a a virus or whatever. Semantics. I know. Gotta love the nostalgia factor. I imagine <laughs> that they just marketed it as Intruder 3 because Intruder 2 did well, and they... How better can you market something than, hey, we're gonna do something like that again. You wanna give some money? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, put it in my pocket this time. Man, all these sequels, it's only a matter of time until they do Intruder in Space. Wait a second. Nah. <laughs> Shit. Ah! Too late! That was the first one. Exactly. The second one. In fact, Intruder on a Planet is a first. <laughs> That's very novel, you see. Uh, well, no, it's not first because that comic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yep. that took, that took, yeah. They should have did Intruder in another dimension. Mm. Oh. Interdimensional Intruder. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Perhaps he's from Dimension W. Oh! What about Dimension X? Well, that's where Krang hangs out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Krang's a dick. You know, I would love to cross over with Ninja Turtles and Tsunami, but that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still trying to get over the poss- the fact that you mentioned C- uh, Dimension W, and I haven't even thought about that show since... It- I know. Isn't that show just gonna be like that show that people are just gonna forget aired? I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. The show that really pissed me off on a quantum level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was not happy with that bad science. Uh-uh. <laughs> you don't screw up my stuff like that. If you, if, you, if you dislike very, very wrong science being blurted out, do not watch the new Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> Donatello and Baxter Stockman both say some utter nonsense. 
but whatever. Don't get me started, dude, because I did watch it. Oh. I was like, are you really kidding me? Dude, <laughs> dude the science nerd in me just, he had a super rage on, man. And that's the thing, man. Being the type of nerd that I am, man, <laughs> I, was, I was like, the gods of science are not pleased with you right now. Oh, and that must be why it didn't do well in the box office, right? No, it had nothing to do with the first one being awful. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, if I could unwatch it, I would. <laughs> I hear you. Nah, I don't, this, the second one was watchable, but yeah, still wasn't a good movie. <laughs> like, wasn't half bad? Well, it wasn't half good either. <laughs> well put. So here are our talkbacks for the first segment of Intruder 3. Toonami Gamer writes in, It's the worm from Tremors! Yeah. Somebody had to say it. We knew it was coming. On the Toonami subreddits, on their banner right now, they have that scene where Tom is facing down the worm creature, and it's got its mouth open, and it says, Fee, Miss Seymour! <laughs> I was wondering if somebody was going to do that, man. Seriously. Beautiful. 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 Yeah, it's fantastic. Lord Terminal writes in, Just use the hook shot on its tongue, Tom. <laughs> Legend of Zelda boss. And Josh Knighton writes in, You're still angry about last night, aren't you? Oh, what happened last night? Tom and Zara hooked up? No, the... The karaoke program has a filthy lying mouth. Tom has a beautiful singing voice. Yes, he does. And Frank Fullmetal writes in, Loved Tom and Sarah's banter in Intruder 3, Episode 1. Makes me miss the banter that we used to get in the block opening every week. Yeah. Yeah. Tom was very quippy in this episode. And I kind of like that. I like the idea that he's just been held up all this time, so he's a little crankier than usual. <laughs> I think so. It's like, ah, oh, Sarah, it's nothing. Jeez, just leave me alone. <laughs> it's not you, Sarah. I'm just, just wanted to get out of the base a little bit. First time he goes outside in nearly a year, and he meets a giant worm thing. Well, apparently, there's lots of storms on Shogo 162, so. Which is actually another name for Arrakis. I'm surprised he didn't run into the imprimant while he was out there. <laughs> <laughs> well can't gleam too much from this episode and in the episode preview we see tom doing his best impression of fred flintstone boom, 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 boom. let me in boom, 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 boom. Ah, you got is that don saber suit tiger <laughs> no fred not tonight yeah that oh. will that will do it i I kind of feel like they can never really do that much with this format. So I'm not expecting more than a simple story. Because, you know, you're working with two to three minutes at a time. You can't do something very epic with that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little less complex than uh, Intruder 2. Uh, but I'm fine with this being short little vignette with Tom and Sarah stuff. Because that's enjoyable in and of itself. And it always is. Yeah, yeah. Like even if this isn't as epic 
as Ian Shooter 2 was, even if we don't get that Sunny Strait cameo, it's still, uh, I'm still having a good time with it. I do like the uh, bumps they have for it right now. Ooh, I love the bumps. The bumps is so on point. Fantastic bumps. Bum, bum, bum. Well, that brings us to the continuing saga of Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. Take it away, sir. Gundam, I'm Blooded Orphans, episode 20, brother. Makanai Toganosuke welcomes Tekadon to the Earth and offers them his hospitality and some fresh fish. And, you know, they pretty much just freak out. Of course, Atra tries it and she's good with it. Gotta love our little overaged lolly there, who's all about the harem. <laughs> as always, love her. However, Makanai is not as powerful as he like led them on to believe, and he strong-arms Teganin to accompany him to a parliamentary general session taking place in Edmonton. Yeah, dude. Way to sell wolf tickets like you the big bad man around there. Psh, sit your ass down somewhere. And meanwhile, Biscuit receives word that his brother has hung himself, and it would, it gets Biscuit thinking about whether or not Teganin should head home or accompany Makanai. Yeah, his brother really hung that out a long time. Sad to hear that happen. But, dude, when people just tell you to go hang yourself, I guess that's what you do. Yeah, kind of like some of that crazy uh, Japanese stuff, man. But, hey, that's just how it goes sometimes. An honorable suicide in the way. Just couldn't live with the shame. Way to go out like a space samurai. Hang yourself because you didn't have a katana. Way to punk out. Asphyxiation, huh? He could have found a space katana. Yeah, he could have. He just didn't want to. And Ori and Biscuit disagree over whether or not they should finish the job. And the two part on an uncertain terms. Yeah, for the first time, Biscuit and Orga have a they have a spat because most of the time, Biscuit has pretty much been his advisor and voice of reason, and Orga has pretty much went with that because Biscuit tends to be the more practical and sensible of all, all of them. He is actually the most educated out of the technical guys, and. When you think about it, Orga does kind of rush into things a little bit rash at times, but hey, it does work with the balance power, and sometimes friends just do fight, but hey, what can you do when you disagree? You say F you as men, and then you walk off, and hopefully at some point, you know, you might just get it together. And despite Monk and I's initial promise of safety, Gallahorn is nearly at their door, leaving Tekken with limited options. Yeah, people, it's about to be another showdown with Gallahorn. And that, people, is our Gundam Iron Blooded recap. So, yeah. They don't like fish. <laughs> or rather, yeah, they they, like they've fish. never seen fish because they live on Mars. And I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that was actually something that was bothering me in this episode. So, did he just give them one fish? Or did he give them enough fish for everyone? Because they, they were all eating fish, but... Well, but you they, see, they the someone came along and broke the fish, and it multiplied. <laughs> that's Jesus that's my best guess, because suddenly they had tons of fish. <laughs> it's like, 
Here, here's one fish. Also, there's a bunch in this trucker. It was not thoroughly See, this explained. Is, this is the thing of the show that bothers me. I demand answers, Okada. Yeah, fish don't just appear out of nowhere. That that's more improbable than giant robots. This is a <laughs> this is a very, very pressing issue. Were they all the same species of fish? Yeah. It looked like they were the same species of fish. Did Ultra cook all the fish herself? Yes, Atra did. That's a... I don't know, man. It's a lot of cooking. Atra and the girls probably helped him, man. You know, because you know, those women actually can cook, man. That's a lot I, of fish. Yeah. Hey, look here. Fish is good for you. Mm-hmm. Brain food. Yeah. Those omega-3s will get you right, man. Oh, yeah. And it's revealed that uh, Eugene and his party, they're all alive. Hooray. And Ein is in not so good shape. No, he's not. And they're trying to determine what they can do to help him continue fighting. And they may have to cross a line or two. But more about that later. Really? We're going to learn more about that later? Awesome! And, well, McGillis is still talking to Galio, so... Kind of have to wonder what McGillis's game is at this point. Kind of working both sides. Mm. Well, you know, Mackie and you know who he is. <laughs> well, on to the talkbacks. First from Dragon Knight. Orga plans to change things, but Biscuit disagrees with him. Not good. Inferno Lord writes in. Lol, my ass, does Biscuit really think that he can walk away from everything that's happened in Gundam IBO? I, I guess he does. He's already gonna have to choke the bitch. <laughs> but with a heavy heart. I mean, it obviously Biscuit's not like, screw you guys, I'm out. He's like, I don't know, guys. This is not a good idea. A lot of people have died. Should we continue? Skullheart writes in, Biscuit is not leaving. I refuse to believe that. Biscuit, get your fat ass back to the family. <laughs> Not fair, man. He's just big boned. Probably. I don't know. Herbert the pervert would have actually like, get your fat ass Sp back over here, Biscuit. <laughs> Space does stuff to your body structure. Don't blame Biscuit. He's pure and innocent. That's right. Yeah, he is pure and innocent. Sir Bodwin writes in, this episode of Gundam IBO makes you think about what's best for Orga's group. Go home and forget about the money or stay and fight all the way for the reward. It's pretty reckless either way, honestly. It really is. Don't really have safe passage back to Mars if they decide to not go ahead and take Crazy Beard. And if they go ahead and take Crazy Beard, obviously that will not be an easy road either. No, it probably won't. And D. Aaron writes in, Tonight's Gundam IBO was kind of ho-hum, with the only action coming from a flapping fish, but next time, it hits the fan. Not bad, not bad. You savages! Yes. Gallerhorns at their door. Carta Issue wants a rematch. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. She's a very over-the-top character, and IBO does this sometimes. It's very, it's kind of a grounded show, like character-wise. And every so often, they'll bring in someone that's completely over the top, and probably belongs in a different show. Yeah. Be very confused. Remember the guy with the snake tongue? He was straight out of Gurren Logon. <laughs> but here he is, in Gundam. You mean the tiger pants? 
Oh, Tiger Pants, yes. The guy with the bad Joker voice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, really apparent with Carta Issue because she's, like, high up in Gallerhorn. Yeah, I, I see what they're trying to do with her. Um, she's... She, basically, she only has her position because she was born in the right place at the right time. Uh, nepotism. Yeah. But I feel mm-hmm. like her incompetence is way too on the nose. <laughs> you know, fuck me asking for subtlety in Gundam, but... And clearly, her whole motivation is to notice me, senpai! No, you don't say. Yeah. I mean, having the squadron of McGillis clones didn't give it away. Not at all. Nope. Nope, not even a bit. Well, we have a whole lot of other talkbacks for the other programming on Toonami that week because it was an extra long Toonami with the movie. It's nice Ah. to have a Toonami that lasted five and a half hours. I think so. (laughs) Pretty sweet. Haven't had one of those since... Forever. (laughs) January of 2015. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, that was and real nice. I enjoyed watching a movie on Toonami again. Yeah, and that was a Sentai movie. Yes. I love Sentai Power Hour. It was, um, it was a Stephen Foster dub, right? Yes, it was, and actually, I thought it was pretty good i don't know yeah. how i feel about some of the casting but like script wise yeah good. that's like you know if you've listened to the show rundown we've given sentai some shit for the dubs before but this was pretty well, good i liked it this a lot it's gonna blow your mind all right yeah. so the first guy the first guy right that that dies is voiced by the same actor as tatsumi oh wow, wow. Good performance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yet again, his virginity dies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I couldn't help myself, though. Oh, man. What is what is it with this guy? He gets kissed, or he kisses a girl, and then he dies. Yeah. That's just how it happens, man. I noticed a pattern. Exactly. <laughs> like, you just need to stay away from women altogether. You might actually have some longevity. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess we'll just skip ahead to the talkbacks for the movie. Children Who Chased Lost Voices, which is quite a wordy title. <laughs> a bit of a literal translation, I think. I think the literal translation is a little longer. Uh, right? Of course like it is. Children Who Chased Lost Voices from Beneath, I think. Well, it'd be Didn't the, need the um, from say- beneath. Hey, look here. It's the difference between saying Wadamode and I'm not going to even try to pronounce, say all the other title. No kidding, man. <laughs> oh. Exactly. <laughs> no matter how I look at it, it's not my fault that this sentence structure is way too long and it's just going to keep going and going and also not my fault that I'm not popular. Exactly. They, Period. Sorry. But like is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? <laughs> I don't know, man. Is it wrong? I, I don't know. My like youth romantic titles. comedy is wrong as I expected. Uh, so. <laughs> that one's the best. I have the light novel right in front of me right now, so. <laughs> Such a good title. That's yeah, Snafu, if you, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
but I, I think the full title is even better. <laughs> in, in Japanese, it's a mouthful. It's, uh, oh man, let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, it is, I'm probably going to butcher this, so get ready, Tsunami Faithful listeners. Yahari Ore no Sinshin Love Comedy wa Machi Gitaru. Yeah. <laughs> Just the real quick, you good. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Oh, yeah, and the second season has Zoku at the end, so, you know. Uh, ah, yeah. Uh, second season naming schemes of Japanese shows have gotten kind of weird. <laughs> Sometimes it's just an explanation point. <laughs> well, you know, I got the one so I can't play Hint H. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Hentai Prince. Stony Cat. <laughs> Which has really nothing to do with what you would think, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that is what it is. Now that I think about it, it's kind of weird that the second season of SAO was SAO 2. I would have expected it to be SAO. Oh, God, not again. We haven't well, even gotten know, to some... the news, Scion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not again. Oh, no. So, the talkbacks for the movie, Children Who Chase Lost Voices. Connor Terrell, who I think has never sent in a talkback, but sent several this time. He says, Children Who la- <clears throat> children, <laughs> children who Lace Chost Voices, right? <laughs> Children Who Chase Lost Voices was a beautiful, Ghibli-esque movie. Yes, it was quite clearly borrowing many elements from several Miyazaki films. Mm-hmm. Somewhat like to its time. detriment. <laughs> Everyone enjoys a can of Diet Ghibli every once in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even look, like, the character designs looked a lot like a Miyazaki movie. Did. And the conductor... Like the train conductor was like, is that, is that Lupin? <laughs> Lupin Close enough. And it, her mom looked a bit like Fujiko to me. Mmm, Fuji cakes. Used to be it. And <laughs> we have to mention that uh, apparently her mother is one of the night shift nurses. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> Thank you, bowl in the kitchen. Did you say night nurses? I said night shift nurses. <laughs> Shh, we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh, don't get me started because, you know, I can get started on this stuff and not stop, man. <laughs> I, 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 I know. Derek Sicknick writes in, beautiful film. Really enjoyed this film. Simple, to the point. Preston Avari writes in, is that a bear or a damn Pokemon? It was a Pokemon. Definitely wasn't a bear. That was a bear. <laughs> it was a bear Pokemon. Yeah. That's a weird creature. I don't know. This, there yes, were some sir. very weird creatures in this. Again, very, very Miyazaki. Fabian writes in, I dubbed this film Stranger Danger the Movie. Yeah. Minion. You always approve at the right time. Good job. You get to live. Exactly. Yeah. You get dinner scraps and water. You actually get extra dinner scraps for that. A double header from Louise Murillo. You know what's harder than climbing up a cliff? Climbing down one. Didn't know that one, did you? Must have been a cliffhanger. 
Oh. <laughs> All I could think of was this is like the opposite of what Luffy did in Drum Island. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, One Piece reference. Yes. Also from Luis Murillo. Apologies if I mispronounce that. Dang, these commercials are fast. I can barely tweet. Yeah, they were kind of fast. If you were paying attention, it was like all local cable ads for the first hour of that movie. Probably because it doesn't count in the ratings. And then, once the clock struck actual 3 o'clock, then there were normal ads again. Like video game ads and just... You watch the ads during Tsunami. There was a lot of video game ads, a lot of movie ads. Hot Pockets. I haven't seen much Hot Pockets lately. Really? There are always Hot Pockets over here. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Then we got back to (laughs) ads other than the Gerber Life Grow Up plan. And life alert. Yeah. People watching Tsunami definitely need that life alert fan. <laughs> and finally, Allison writes in, Woo! I made it through the movie. Good times. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, rail, Junior. Some of you didn't. It's a very hard movie to watch at 3 a.m. Uh, so. That's fair. Yeah. I saw a lot of people like, Oh, why is this still going? I'm not going by it, man. Even though I've seen the movie before, I did fall asleep when it was on. Hey, at least I count for ratings, though. But I was tired. And I hadn't <laughs> even drunk any booze, people. Fair enough. Had I had booze, it would have been better. On to the rest of the programming on Tsunami that week. Connor Terrell writes in, The empty chair looks so creepy during the bumps. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It does. Like I said, those bumps were on point all night. Yeah, <laughs> even the ones in your house right now. Those bumps are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Hammering. Stop. Hammer time. <laughs> Jafus and Craig writes in. Sorry, this Android's model doesn't come with the bomb add-on. You should have upgraded to the premium package. Must have been 18, then. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, I was going to say, the truth is, it did come with that model, but the bomb was deactivated when they voided the warranty, you know, figuring stuff out inside of it. Once you open up that Android, that warranty's gone, man. Well, you know, it just could have been plastic memories, but what can I say? Oh, <laughs> I haven't finished that show, and I still know why that's sad. <laughs> it's okay, that show will never be on Toonami, because it'll probably never get dubbed. <laughs> no, it won't. But uh, watch it. Andrew Kaiko writes in, I wonder who voices these guys, referring to the Cell Juniors. Justin Roiland? I'm Mr. Meeseeks! Pretty sure at least some of them were Mike McFarlane. Man, those dudes were like sadistic and crazy, man. Yeah. 
Oh boy, Cell. I would have loved to seen a death match between them and the Cyberman, though. Well, that would have been over quickly. <laughs> you never know. Surprisingly, Yamcha didn't die. Yeah. He got his arm broke, but he didn't die. I hate Yamcha so much at times. Seems to be inconsistent as to how strong these Cell Juniors are, because one of them was able to deflect one of Vegeta's final flash attacks, and then others were not immediately killing Yamcha. So... And the thing is, you always have to kill Yamcha. Always. Yeah, this episode really made me realize just how lame Yamcha is. Dude. This one did? No, well, I mean, he was lame in the past, but got his arm broken. (laughs) I mean, hey, I'm still impressed he's alive. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Dude, (laughs) I mean, I know Krillin gets killed all the time, but... Krillin's the strongest human being. Exactly. The thing is... Yamcha always complain about, I just gotta just let Goku fix it, let's do something else. And then all of a sudden, they go and fight. Krillin gets killed and fights like a G, and Yamcha somehow manages to survive or get just beat up a little bad. And I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna even crack on Krillin getting owned anymore. From now on, I'm gonna just say, man, you just a Yamcha. You know, this is really bad. The broken arm is really bad for Yamcha. I mean, how is he gonna continue his baseball career? Oh, no. <laughs> no. A very good point there. I feel like Gohan's lack of motivation for fighting is odd. Like, he didn't have that problem when he was fighting Frieza. <laughs> he was scared, yeah. but he didn't have a problem. Like, it seems like he's, he's like, I know I'm strong enough to defeat you. We don't have to fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> now looking now the- you have uh, piqued Cell's curiosity. <laughs> you sure about that? You're looking death in the face, little buddy. <laughs> Maybe you want to do something? <laughs> throw a punch maybe a kick you should yeah. definitely listen to the disembodied head of the android man he's never spoken to before <laughs> uh yeah let's let's talk about that how uh android 16 and gohan have no relationship no, no interaction yeah and yet his death is so crushing so inspiring for gohan that it finally motivates him to give it his all Take care of the birds, Gohan. Take care of those fucking birds. Wait a minute, did his real dad tell him to do that? Who happens to be Piccolo? (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be awkward on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Dad! Piccolo. Hey, Goku, how does it feel that an android your son has never even spoken to before is a better father than you will ever be? (laughs) Goku's all like, when's dinner? (laughs) You know, but, you know, just kind of to his defense a little bit. Because Saiyans don't take care of their kids anyway. That's when Goku true. was born, Bardock was went to the um, ward to see him, and then get you weren't special like I thought you was. Oh, time to go and fight on another planet and conquer it. Saiyan parenting at his best, man. Yeah, I never even really realized that too. I mean, you know how when Bardock quote unquote died, he screamed out Goku's name. Well, why didn't he scream out Raditz's name? Oh. oh, I think it's God. fair to say, you know, who the favorite was. Exactly. His <laughs> <laughs> show wasn't Raditz. He liked the infant more than you. Good job, Raditz. Well, you know, he didn't see any visions of Raditz defeating Frieza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like Peyton Man and Eli Man at the Super Bowl. Oh. We know who's Archie's favorite now. 
<laughs> Eli, you're no longer the running. That's right, buddy. <laughs> oh, we got more things to talk back. So, Jefferson Craig writes in, Dang, he was so young, he was only 16. Oh, way to use that Sam Cooke reference, man. No, you're good. Ian Haas writes in about JoJo's bizarre adventure. And that was how Frank Benjamin Franklin lost his life by the hands of Count Theo. <laughs> Just ripped his skull clear off. I know, right? Ugh. Josh Knighton writes in, Theo out there surviving after getting shot like he's 50 Cent or something. Geo <laughs> just a wankster. Oh my bad, he's a wanker. <laughs> I mean, we're in Britain. That's yeah, right. Of course. Austin Guest writes in: JoJo had the quickest flashback in anime. Our hero. <laughs> and Inuyasha-san eighty-seven writes in: Can we take a moment to appreciate how Jonathan has no powers yet and defeated a vampire? Yeah, man, Jonathan's OP. <laughs> like seriously, you gotta look at it though. This is Jonathan Joestar we're talking about. Those Joestars, they're the best of the rich people, even though <laughs> I've never really talked to them before. I love Speedwagon. They are never, yes, he is, Speedwagon. He, you know, he's just a dude. Just... Get used to Speedwagon, guys, because he's going to be doing a lot of expositoring for us. He's the best <sighs> commentator. I know. <laughs> it's his you know, job. He's like, he's like he's JoJo's personal hype man. Yeah, he is. If there was ever an anime hype man, Speedwagon is your man. He has the perfect voice, too. Like, oh man, just they did so much justice for Speedwagon. It's great. Gotta love that Keith Silverstein. Oh, Keith Silverstein was a genius. It's like, it's like a between him. And David Vincent as, like, the overall narrator, you got so much good commentary. <laughs> and at that moment, Jonathan kicked. What? Okay. I mean, like, it's JoJo, man. I mean, like, I was so glad when we got it. But I'm like, every episode, I'm just enjoying it even more, even though I have seen it already. I mean, you just can't go wrong with JoJo. Thank God Toonami got it away from Warner Brothers, man, because they were really just letting it die. Such a waste. Yeah. So y'all need yeah, to watch just... JoJo, dang it. Yeah, we need more JoJo's, people. And trust me, I will come to your house with a paddle if you do not watch. And? Don't ask why I got the paddle in my hand. I know we're Don't preaching ask. to the choir whenever we say, hey, watch these shows on Toonami. Obviously, you're watching the shows on Toonami. You're listening to this podcast. Okay. But this is what you can do. You can introduce your friends to these shows on Toonami. And then you can get more people to watch it. And that would be a good thing. Please. Okay, I'm all I'm going to say is if my mom watches Toonami, what's stopping the rest of you? You know, I go to a lot of cons. And I'm actually surprised I don't see a lot of Toonami viewing parties. Oh. Yeah, like pretty much every weekend. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of the key convention weekends are ones when Tsunami plays marathons. <laughs> That's true. But hey, when I went to Anime Expo, I got to turn on the Hunter Hunter Marathon 
that weekend, and we watched pretty much every episode of that in the hotel room. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun to relive that show with other people that make commentary. Good times. Speaking of Hunter Hunter, Tsunami Gamer writes in, how did Gone fit all that into one letter? <laughs> Multiple pages, right? Multiple pages. If he's using kanji, man, that means a character can mean a whole thought. Oh, that's Just true. saying. And what point? Ah, Darrell laying down some of that knowledge tonight. But imagine how this read in a letter. Dear Aunt Mito, my best friend Killua, who I just met and found out is the son of an assassin family, ended up failing the exam because he got wigged out by his brother and killed a perfectly innocent man. <laughs> now I'm going to go find him. No, then I went to go find him at his family of assassins' house. But I'm also okay, and now we're off on an adventure together because I got to go beat up a crazy clown man. Also, I fished for birds while auto-tuned rock music played in the background. Hey, I dug it. <laughs> Such a weird place with that music. Yeah. Epic montage music. Epic montage music. Spencer's Weaver writes in, That recap didn't explain why Killua's mom is a Cylon. No, it didn't. Josh Knighton writes in, Not going to lie. Love the fact that Gon lifted up Illumi with one hand. A subtle reminder of how strong our little green bro is. Yeah, that is true. But then again, he is kind of a country bumpkin. <laughs> In the country, we grow strong. <laughs> Just like Saul's. <laughs> Sheesh. De'Aaron writes in, Say what you want about the recap episodes. Hunter Hunter did provide a nice reimagining of that scene with Hisoka's badge. See? Somebody else liked the music yeah. montage. <laughs> it's a good song. Whatever floats your boat, guys. <laughs> Allison writes in regarding Naruto Shippuden. Aw, oh, man, Jiraiya got killed off. Why couldn't it have been Sakura or any of the other <laughs> useless female characters instead? No lie. Jiraiya played the long game when it came to the death flag. Oh, yeah. He he had that thing planted for about, what, 10 episodes? Yes. Dude, I mean, for, like, years, man, because he was so into Sonatic. But then again, dude, if you look at oh. that rag, man, who would not be into it? <laughs> That's right. Everyone Tsunade loves dies. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> dang, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Gotta is... stop loving people, Sonate. <laughs> I mean, I believe that's the reason why she fish hated all the time. <laughs> I believe that's the reason why she hated Jariah the way she did because it prolonged his life. And then once she started to love him, oops. So, was Naruto was the only one immune to that because he's the main character. Exactly, he was able to beat the curse. But Jariah, that death flag was on you from the day that you admitted that you loved that woman. Oh, and I think this is when we finally, finally, finally get the official reveal that the fourth was Naruto's dad. In case you haven't figured that out already, you know. I know. We don't care about spoiler alerts, man. The statute of limitations on that is far exceeded. It's been over <laughs> the, a decade, I think. Exactly. <laughs> so we don't care at this point. Yes. Minato, um, 
Namakaze, whatever his name is, forgot. Just like that, that is Naruto's papa. The one who sealed the nine-tailed fox within his own son in order to save the village. What a great dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, better than Gendo Ikari. Well, better than son Goku. <laughs> Oh, yeah, trust me. Look here, man. At least the dude left part of himself with inside Naruto and the KUV, Kurama. And he was able to talk to Naruto and Kushina. So, hey, Naruto had a plan. Goku didn't. (laughs) Goku had a plan. He was just kind of playing it fast and loose. (laughs) (laughs) I like this episode of Naruto, though. Uh, I've liked these past few episodes, actually. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, a good run. Got on the show rundowns, but yeah, this was this was a good set of episodes. And now a great character is dead, and we got to go back to following the adventures of Naruto and his idiot friends. Do we have to? <laughs> Regrettably, really, really have to. I mean, his name is in the title. I mean, we could just rename the show Shikamaru, you know. Uh, wouldn't that be an improvement? <laughs> I mean, we did that for a whole arc, and it was an improvement. Yeah. So Josh Knighton writes in, At this rate, it's useless. Quoting Jiraiya, Don't worry, sir. Even in death, you are prodigiously more useful than Sakura. Amen to that, brother. Preach, preach the gospel, brother. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not wrong, but it's also not a high bar. Yeah. Did you say, I'm sorry, you know, after you said, I just heard the word bar, so. Eh. <laughs> Always perks him up. <laughs> Indeed it does, sir. Indeed it does. So another talk back from Connor Terrell. That One Piece episode was hella weird, even for One Piece standards. Yep. That was a One Piece episode? Yes. No, Thank you. Joking. <laughs> Spencer's Weaver writes in this new Voltron show is lit you <laughs> <laughs> gotta do something about that missing arm and uh, on a similar note Allison writes in go go One Piece Rangers <laughs> <laughs> gotta love Darrell Jr. you do me so proud but De'Aaron is quick to point out the actual teamwork was more effective than that Voltron ripoff thing that Frankie tried to do. It was. That was some good teamwork with the Straw Hats. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed Zoro sticking his swords into Frankie's giant nunchucks. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> They're just nunchucking around. That's right. Frankie and Chopper building chairs that, uh, stairs that float in the air. So why wasn't Chopper big in that formation? That that seems like a waste of something. I don't know, man. Maybe it was like a mass thing. You know, maybe he was forming a head. Yeah. And you know, his sternal he didn't need his to. thermal dimes were not connected the proper way. Wait, no, I think I think Chopper was the helmet though. Yeah, he, yeah, he was sufficient armor. Okay, oh. well then he formed a head, so his mass had to be slightly smaller. He should have been heavy point. Then the robot would have had an afro. Oh, oh! Missed opportunity. I know that epic afro that Luffy had, though. Oh. I'm sorry, man. Afro Luffy. I have to always bring that back. 
back up when we mentioned Afros, man. That is one of the most epic Afros of all time, except for Oscar and Michiko and Hachi, because that woman rocked that Afro. Yeah, she oh. did. Oh. Yeah. Good, uh, good night of tsunami. Sweet. That finally takes care of all of our talkbacks. We got a lot of talkbacks this week, so I felt like treating you all and reading a lot of them. So hopefully yeah, you could hear that move. over the sounds of construction in the other room. Yeah, y'all didn't leave us high and dry like the Sahara this time. This time. Next week, I'm pretty sure we won't have anything. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> there was one more. As it doesn't really relate to anything in particular, Preston Avari writes in, not a traditional Toonami talkback. I got excited for Toonami. Had an energy drink and wings. Tuned in and realized it was Friday. F my life. Oh, man. I've had moments Dang. like that. Dang, dude. Well, we just... have some news to catch up on. Not like <laughs> Toonami schedule news. They're keeping things under wraps as far as that goes still. As far as what will eventually end up replacing Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, because it's coming to an end pretty soon. And we also don't have official word of what is going to be airing on Thanksgiving weekend. Usually they would announce something if it was not the regular lineup. So... Can we get some dandy redance? Rerun, sir? Sir, dandy for sir. Dandy, sir. Can we get some dandy, sir? They don't at least rerun Dandy at 3 a.m. next year. I will be frustrated. <laughs> Miss that show. But we have some programming-related news. Well, programming that is related to previous Toonami programs and current Toonami programs. So let's get the first one out of the way. Yes, finally... Dragon Ball Super has been licensed to be dubbed by Funimation, and the dub is in production. So it's not much longer now. Yeah, because of that picture that got leaked over Instagram, we kind of knew at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> thankfully that didn't blow up. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, Japanese companies tend to not like it when that kind of thing happens. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah okay. Thankfully, no, I mean, that, they, that didn't ruin things. I mean, they kind of like whored Super out for so long that, you know, American fans were getting mad. And I'm like, dude, just chill. You know you're going to get it at some point. I mean, I you guys with the DBZ nostalgia bonus just get on my nerves, which is the reason I kind of hate the series now. Have some dang and patience, I hate will you? Fan base. So, the interesting That's thing the, here you know, is... I was patient enough to get Black Lagoon and JoJo. That's right. The interesting thing here is probably for the first time there is a slight possibility that they're just going to skip Boo. It's it's feasible. I mean, I would not prefer that because I don't like them stopping mid-series, but yeah, Toei's probably going to push Dragon Ball Super and... If it goes to a kids' network, then who knows? But if it ends up on Tsunami, they're not going to wait, I think. <laughs> they're just going to plow on straight through. No, 
But I'm sure Paul would like to be around when we really dive into this conversation, so I guess that's all we'll have to say for now. Well, what cares what Paul wants? Yeah. Soon. Let's talk about what I want, and that is... Yeah. That drilling to stop. <laughs> My drill breaker. <laughs> At long last, Discotech has announced Lupin the Third Part 4, which, as we know, has been getting dubbed, will be released on home video in 2017. I'm very excited. Lupin the Third! Our uh, very own ex tsunami faithful podcast host Jose Argmedo recorded some bonus features for that. He has uh, an interview with Richard Epcar at the very least. He showed a little teaser of that on his Twitter once Discotech made this announcement and he's been trying to say nothing about Lupin for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was killing them people. Which is why I kinda love when he's in that kind of agony. <laughs> Yes, Jose. I'd like to see you in pain when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm hoping we uh, see it on Tsunami at some point. It's not as risque as uh, Ujiko Mine. So... Mine. Mine? Yeah. Kind of sounds like farts, doesn't it? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably after somebody after eating a whole night of Taco Bell, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not as risque, like, at all as risque as Fujiko Mine. So, I think we could feasibly get it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting if it, um... I think it would be the first discotheque thing to be on the block. Uh, but it's yep. Lupin, Lupin. And uh, who doesn't like Lupin? I know. People who don't like Lupin. Shut up. Yeah. Lupin's great. Yeah, I love Lupin. I've been wanting to see Lupin on the block for a while. Uh, it kind of makes me sad that um, they don't really air movies that often anymore, aside from the movie they literally just aired. Um, because I would have loved to see uh, Jigen's gravestone on the block. That would have been interesting. That would have been fun. Eh, who knows? Maybe if they play this Lupin series, then they might play that movie at some point. Yeah, there's a little something extra. Uh, I mean, Tsunami does have a pre-existing relationship with Discotech because of Discotech putting out IGPX, so they're talking to each other. Well, not to mention they did save Ronin Warriors, but... No one has been able to find out who has the rights to the English, you know, dub, which we want. Yes, yes, we do. Because yeah. once they do that, I am going to buy it. I really want to see Lupin Part Four on Tsunami next year. <laughs> I really wish he would just stop doing anything. <laughs> no, it's not gonna stop, baby. It's forever. Can't stop. Can't stop till you get it enough. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> so, for now, it's going to be available by Discotech on home video next year. And it's possible 
that it could end up on Toonami. Who knows? Dude, Toonami is constantly showing us that when we expect the unexpected, the impossible actually does happen. Yeah. I mean, they got gun. Nobody thought of um, Yeah. Dude, it was good to see another freaking Gundam sees, you know, series back on the block again. You know, I know people talk about it so much talking and not enough action at times, but trust me. You know, I don't know if people have been watching the second season, but the second season is full of action. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just letting you know. Ooh, speaking of Gundam, there is some delightful streaming news. Uh, Gundam The Origin will be streaming on Daisuke. Uh, parts 1, 2, and 3 will be streaming for free on Daisuke for a little while. And on Gundam's own website, they are currently streaming Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. I own Endless Waltz, man, so I don't have to do that. I but do, I might, too! No. <laughs> I used to exactly. own all of Gundam Wing. <laughs> I have a sketch. I can sell it. <sighs> I Oh, how I wish I didn't. Just like you have to sell any option to find my Uh, no, I still have that. Wow, you didn't sell that yet? Wow. I don't think I'd get very much money for it. <laughs> well, sir, I sell it for you for five dollars. <laughs> Might be what it is. Oh. Who wants to buy my complete set of Inuyasha the Final Act on DVD? Let me know. <laughs> I'm doing all right, but (laughs) money can run out very quickly. Well, have you seen what I do with my money? Bay, hentai, food, gas. (laughs) Pay for hentai? Yeah, if it interests me and I want to have a copy of it physically. Yeah. I see. But I do know a free streaming site is illegal. Hmm. Speaking of tentacles, Sword Art Online film The Ordinal <laughs> Scale is uh, getting a North American premiere at the Egyptian Theater on March 1st, 2017. Uh, this was just announced while we were recording this, and I don't know if that means it will be dubbed or not, but I'm thinking it probably is getting dubbed. I would imagine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will. The Egyptian Theater is where they premiered... Um... Resurrection F. Yeah. Yeah, before it even aired in Japan. Oh, yeah. It's uh, just down in L.A., which isn't too far from me. So if that so showing getting... isn't getting <laughs> dubbed, then I'm sure it'll get dubbed eventually. Yeah. I'm sure Anaplex will do a nice release for the SAO movie. With yeah, nice expensive release. Nice expensive release that you're not allowed to reverse import. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be expensive. Very expensive. expensive. <laughs> All right, there, Mister Dean. Double income, no kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of people who can buy Anaplex Blu-rays. Yes. You know, I would want to. I would want to be Mister Dean's kid, man. Just for the simple fact, you can pretty much have whatever you want. You can have it. Because it was very expensive. <laughs> oh, cool. I want this anime release. No, you don't. You want postcards. 
<laughs> postcards. Yeah, that's what you want. Postcards. I think that's that's the news and the show. So Yeah, it really is. Get out of here. Yeah, it was a lot of fun too. As I think he's finally stopped doing things. <laughs> Ain't yeah. that just the way? Ain't it a shame? So time for the house cleaning you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com please rate and review the podcast on itunes and stitcher you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter tumblr and soundcloud our facebook is facebook.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast our twitter is at tsunami podcast and our tumblr is tsunami faithful official.tumblr.com our soundcloud is soundcloud.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast where you can find all the episodes of the podcast. You can also do that by visiting podcast.tunamifaithful.com. And if you like what we do and want to help us out, you can become one of our Patreons by going to patreon.com backslash podcast. And our, our Patreon subscriber count is really low right now, guys. <laughs> it's bumming Paul out. <sighs> I like when Paul bummed out his pain just fuels me so much i've heard you like paul's bum it's kind of a little tight piece of light well italian ass you know i have to get a paddle and spank it he knows that's a paddle yeah that's a paddle right there (laughs) scion tell the people where they can find you well, you can find me on Twitter at Scion Santeria, and of course, you can find me nearly every week on the Toonami Show Rundown. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was this week. That's fun. Oh, yeah. You took my place. I don't like the guys at the Toonami Show Rundown, man. Just don't like those guys. Oh, man, but we like you. We could have you on more often. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now you make me feel bad because I talk about you not liking you, but you like me. So now it's uh, Italian, Darrell. Hey, I'm just a man of many nationalities tonight. If you do come on the podcast, you got to do that accent the entire time. <laughs> what about if I just give you my southern drawl instead? That works too. What about Not this that- accent? <laughs> y'all know y'all. You know I really don't give out that southern drawl half of the time. I, uh... I heard from a little birdie that this podcast ended up being three hours this week. The show Ooh. rundown. So <laughs> if you can hold that accent for three hours, then that position on the podcast is all yours, buddy. <laughs> Mr. Jarrell, where can they find you? Well, people, you can always find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. You can also follow me at nasiharoho adenasi at twitter.com as well. And if you want to send me any emails, you can do that directly at Maddox at TsunamiFaithful.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash Sketch1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails sketch at tsunamifaithful.com or podcast at tsunamifaithful.com 
And uh, if you have been sending emails, we might be having trouble getting them. And I apologize for that. We're sorting that out. But keep trying to send emails if you are. We need your emails. How will we know what to do if we don't have your emails? Uh, no, I just want your money and your booze, people. And possibly your food if you got anything good. Oh, yes, please. Not, food. Nothing, nothing with crustaceans, though. <laughs> we'll podcast for food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that's not a bad idea. That needs to be a new slogan, we'll podcast for food. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea. Hey, that needs to be the title of the episode. Real podcast movie. <laughs> I want to do a little plug. I was on a another podcast recently, Geekcast Radio Networks, having their top 100 animated characters countdown, and I have been on two of those segments so far. I may be on more than that, but there's probably only be four total, so or five total. So maybe not, but. It's been fun. Uh, interesting how the list is coming together. We, we had like 15 or so people submit lists of the top 100 animated characters with some hmm, regulations. The, the first segment, I felt like the list was going pretty well. There were a few oddities, but fairly forgivable. The second segment, oh boy. <laughs> It's getting crazy, but I don't want to spoil it. You should just give that a listen. Uh, I believe the website is geekcastradio.com. So do that, and I'll probably be plugging it on my Twitter and such. Or you can look it up on iTunes. Geekcast Radio. Top 100 animated characters. And with that... I got it. What you, what you, what you saying, bud? Oh, none bay. Uh, Let's get it out of here. And with that, we're punching out. Deuces! He's sawing now. <laughs> I was gonna we say, don't mean story. That sounded like a drill to me, and I was going to say, is that the drill that's going to pierce the heavens? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a saw that will cut your face! Oh, man. That, that, that's just as good. I'll take it. Stop sawing! No. Seriously, why is he doing that right now? <clears throat> this is going to be fun to edit. <laughs> yes, it is. Let me adjust my position. Your position. How long does it take to cut a board? <laughs> At least the other side was faster. Hmm. Okay. Come on. <sighs> it's so echoey in that room because there's nothing in that room right now.
That's right. Frankie and Chopper building chairs that uh, stairs that float in the air. Why wasn't Chopper like big when they formed the robot? Also, why do they have a battle plan that is specifically holy cow? <laughs> Folks, we don't have a telephone no more. We have saw. <laughs> Saws and drills and screw guns and what is he even doing? I'm oh, sorry, people. It's the jaws of life. I thought he was painting in there. That sure don't sound like painting. Paint by drills. Yeah. Something like that. <clears throat> yep. Oh, wait. <laughs> there was one more. As it doesn't really relate to anything in particular, Preston Avari writes in, not a traditional Toonami talkback. I got excited for Toonami. Had an energy drink and wings. Tuned in and realized it was Friday. F my life. Oh, man. I've had moments Dang. like that. Dang, dude. That's rough. Wait. That sounded like... Uh, uh, water... Boring. <laughs> the tea kettle. It's ready. <sighs> okay. I'm uh, I'm hoping we see this on Sunday at some point. It's not as a. Ah! 